This podcast is supported by Morgan Stanley. What do you get from the Morgan Stanley client experience? Listening more than talking and a personalized plan to guide you through a changing world. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. There's a saying that uh, was very popular in the 80s and 90s about what is All-American. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. It was a Chevrolet commercial. Chevrolet is not a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. And when you think of it, it makes sense. But there was an incident in January of 2006 during our predator investigation in Riverside County, California, that made apple pie mm, image-wise not so palatable to me. I'll get to that in a minute. Why? Well, as you might be able to guess before I even say it, apple pie is what predator Jerry Griffith brought as a treat to who he thought was a 13-year-old girl named Amy, whose screen name was Green Day Chick. I'll get into the details in a moment. But for Jerry Griffith, it wasn't baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. It was apple pie, Heineken, whipped cream, and spermicide. That's what he brought for his date with a 13-year-old girl. Now, Jerry would go on and try to convince me that he was really there for the 13-year-old's aunt, a 22-year-old named Adriana. That was nonsense. There was nothing in the transcript to back that up. Now, maybe in his mind, he had a conversation in a different chat with a woman who was 22 named Adriana, and he would try to spin that into some sort of a defense, but I wasn't buying it then. And all these years later, I'm not buying it now. So Jerry 
at the time was 45. In his chat, he said he was 35. Again, a mystery as to why these guys think that that's going to be more palatable to a young teen who is home alone with whom they want to have a sexual liaison. But Jerry is prowling in chat rooms. And this was in January of 2006. And he surfaces. As you may know, the Riverside Sting was the very first time we collaborated with law enforcement. We had done the initial sting in Bethpage, Long Island, New York, and then another in Herndon, Virginia, Fairfax County, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. Now, law enforcement did prosecute some of those cases, some very notable cases, the rabbi and others we've talked about here on the podcast. But we needed to change the way we operated to be socially responsible and, quite honestly, as a television producer, have a fulfilling outcome to the story. So that was Riverside County with the Sheriff's Department, the prosecutor's office, highly professional. They did an amazing job. And this was something outside of the box for them, too. They'd never collaborated with media before or an online watchdog group called Perverted Justice. And in the course of three days, 51 men surfaced, predators, all of whom wanted to have sex with a teenage boy or girl. Jerry Griffith was no different. Not Griffith, Griffith. So Jerry's in the chat room. His screen name is Mr. B. Jones 2. Now, he was confused about that, as you'll hear in a minute during the interview I had with him. Maybe he had more than one screen name. We don't go. Hi, he says. Are you single? Green Day Chick. Yeah. Cool. Do you like older guys? I'm 35. Green Day Chick says, wow, I'm 13. Griffith says, oh, my God, LOL. I'm sorry. I thought you was older. Yeah, now, if that was true, you would think that he would just say sorry and move on. But it's not true. And he very likely noticed the ASL in the profile. I'm sure you don't want a guy my age, LOL. Are you cute, she asks. Um, I don't know, LOL. You want to see? I can show my face. KK. Please be honest, but don't be rude. I'm either cute or I'm not. I hope it works. It doesn't sometimes. It is working. Yeah, you're cute, the decoy says. Thank you. How come you're home today? She says, I go back to school Monday. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Can I turn off my cam now? He asks. KK, I get shy, he says. Well, he doesn't get shy as this chat continues because it's very graphic, very sexual. So too bad you weren't a little older. We could hook up. Okay. So that's six minutes into this conversation. Six minutes, he goes from, oh my God, I'm too old, to... If you're older, we could hook up. I'm divorced, looking for a good girl to be with. Would you ever be with a guy my age? Maybe, she says, M-E-B-E-E. Yeah, well, you would have to get to know me, huh? Yeah. Now remember, 
This is a 45-year-old man. And ironically, he and I were just about the same age when my work and his life collided in a kitchen in an upper-middle-class neighborhood in Riverside County, California. You are very hot, that's for sure, he says. What are you looking for? Just friends, boyfriend, just friends and fool around? What? So now he wants to be friends with benefits to a 13-year-old girl. Someone nice, she says. That's cool. That's me. I'm looking for a girl that is nice, not mean, and someone that is not a man-hater. Now, it turns out that Mr. B. Jones too, Jerry Griffith, is going through a divorce at home. This will come up during his interrogation with detectives from Riverside County Sheriff's Department. I want romance, he says. Cool, K-E-W-L. I don't like haters. I don't either, he says. I like to live a drama-free life. Well, guess what, Jerry? You're about to walk into a whole lot of drama. I just bought a new place. It's a condo on the 14th floor, he says, in a high-rise over in Long Beach. Ironically, Long Beach is where we're going to have another investigation just a matter of weeks from Riverside. But I don't think he's telling the truth. We never were able to confirm that he actually lived in a high-rise. Maybe he had access to it. Or maybe borrowing it or renting it because of his divorce, but we don't think he actually owned it. But he goes on, yeah, it has an awesome city view, very romantic place, he says. Can I ask you a question? If you don't want to say it's okay, but I know since you're only 13, are you experienced at only 13? If you don't want to say it's okay, I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah, I had a boyfriend, she said. Oh, that's cool. Are you ever able to get out, like to hang out? Yeah, that's cool. Maybe sometime you can come over and watch a movie and hang out with me at my place. Cool, yeah. I can't drive, she says, though. Well, I could pick you up. I have a car. Okay. Do you ever say you're staying at a friend's and stay all night somewhere else? Yeah, she says. That's cool. You seem like a really cool chick. She's 13! More about this predator I've caught in a moment. You ever talk on the phone? A little. Yeah, would you want to talk to me on the phone? I would love to hear your sexy voice. But I don't have a lot of time. I'm headed back to work soon. Hmm. Then she says, Okay, hmm, right now, if you want, what's your name? Then there's more talk about phone conversations, there is a phone conversation, and now he wants to close the deal. I hope we become boyfriend and girlfriend, he says, but I know with how young you are, you can't go out with me. Yeah, we have to sneak, she says. Yeah, he says. Will that bother you? No, she says. Bother you? She asks. No. Cool. You don't care I'm 13? Um, do you care I'm 35? No. Okay, then. I don't care. Well, you should have cared. Then there's talk about having to keep it a secret because of the age difference. Well, I could come get you and we could always go to a motel. Would that bother you? No. 
That's cool, he says. I just don't want to get in trouble, she says. Oh, I know, sweetie. Well, we wouldn't. I could just get a room on the way through town and then we could just go. Right, just hang out in a motel room with a 13-year-old. I bet you're a great kisser. You are such a nice girl, too. I'm lucky to have you as my friend, he says. This is the grooming. We see it all the time. Do you think you will ever want to do it with me? There's intent. Yeah, she says. I promise to be gentle. Okay. I promise not to get you pregged, too. Good. That would sucks. Yes, it would. No, I won't get you pregged. I promise I wouldn't do that to you. And that's why he brought the apple pie, whipped cream, and spermicidal lotion. You have a sweet voice, he says. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you. I really like you a lot. Really like you a lot? This guy's 45. I'll bring some birth control gel, just in case. Condom, she asks. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, because I really like you, and if things work out and we are going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay, cool, she says. I hope the weather is nice tomorrow, he says. Coming from nowhere. Do you want me to spend the night? Sure, cool. Do you have movies we can watch? And then he wants to make sure that she doesn't have any friends over. That would be too risky, he says. I just want me and you, and I want it to be romantic. Okay, she says, just us. Okay. And you can't tell anyone, not even a best friend. Okay. You have the prettiest eyes, he says. She gives out the address. He asks if he can bring anything else to the girl. Well, I love pie, she says. What kind? Lemon. Nothing sour. Okay. Lemon pie. How about lemon meringue? Yum. Cool, he he he. Do you have relatives close by? No. Okay, so I guess we don't have to worry about anyone dropping in on us. Now, he also asks if she likes perfume and says, I hope you don't mind, but I'm very affectionate. I'd like to kiss. I'd like to hold hands, stuff like that. That's cool. He asks more personal questions and then says, You want to make love to me, don't you? Yeah, I want you to, he says. And then he drives from Long Beach all the way to our sting house in Riverside. Probably about an hour, maybe a little bit more. And when he walks in, the decoy, Dell from Perverted Justice, asks him to come in. Usual excuse about having to do something. And he walks in and sets this bag down. And he's not nervous looking. He really seems like... He's expecting to meet a 13-year-old girl, eat some pie, get romantic, as he says, and have sex. Instead, he runs into me. Okay. What's that? Dell asks him what he brought her. 
Now, he couldn't even bring the lemon meringue pie. He brought the apple pie, as I mentioned before. And he's very matter-of-fact, just pulling it out of the bag. He's got one of those generic plastic shopping bags. Right in apple pie. Sweet cream. Huh? Yep. I mean, he's not even nervous. He's rifling through this bag, listing everything that's in there. Whipped cream. Pulls out a Heineken, one of those tall bottles of Heineken. And it's like he just walked into his own home. He's not even anxious. So we're going to fight the uh, shopping bag full of stuff there, huh? How's it going? Good. Why don't you have a seat by the school there? Okay. How's it going, he asked me. Well, a lot better for me than it will be for you. What's, uh, what's happening? Oh, a whole lot. What are you here for? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? No. I don't know. All right, this guy is now sitting at a kitchen counter. And he's just brought a bag of spermicidal lotion, an apple pie, a Heineken, and whipped cream. And I ask him, <laughs> what are you up to? I don't know. We just decided to pop in the house. Does it look like a nice house? No. I had some lady that told me she liked for me to call her. A lady? Yeah. And what was her name? She was 22, and I, I don't remember what her name was. 22. She said her name was 22. I mean, she said she was 22. She said her name was 22. No, she said she was 22. She said she was 22. She said she was 22. She said her name was 22. She said her name was 22. Come on. Already, this story is falling apart. And then I ask him to show me everything he brought. And he's very, again, matter-of-fact about it all. As his mind is trying to figure out a way to get out of this. It's not moving fast enough to get the proper words out because the story isn't even making sense. And I'm going to point that out to him. Now, what did you bring me? Why don't you show me what's in there? I brought an apple pie. Well, let me see. Well, that's fine. Yeah, she said that uh, she was 22. Her name was Adriana. Adriana? Huh? Yeah. What else did you bring? I brought some coins. And then he says he bought some Rolaids, some anti-acids. And I ask him, what are the Rolaids for? He said it's for him. Maybe had a nervous tummy. So you've got whipped cream, apple pie, some Heineken, uh-huh. a beer, some lubricant, and She's, some contraception. Yeah, she told me her name was Adriana. She was 22, and she asked me if I'd like to come over. 22? Yeah. And what's your name? My name is Jerry. Jerry? Jerry, what's your last name? Perfect. Perfect. And where do you live? I live in Long Beach. Long Beach. Mm-hmm. He's sticking to his story, although there is nothing to even remotely support it, that he really was talking to a 22-year-old named Adriana. And he spins this lie about how he thought Adriana was the aunt of the 13-year-old girl Amy Green Day Chick. I'm not buying it. 
If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, you chatted for some time on the internet with this other person. Yeah. And so you know that she's not 22 based upon what you told me. No, she told me she was 22. She started out, I was talking to some other person, and then the other person quit talking to me, and then one night when I was on the internet, she started chatting with me, and she said she was this person's aunt. And I said, okay. And so I started talking to her. And she just thought I was nice. I thought she was nice, so she asked me to call her. Come over here? Yeah. And how did you get the address for this She gave home? it to me. This woman named? Adriana. Adriana. Hmm. And what about Amy? I think, I don't, I think Amy's her niece or something. Yeah. Adriana's supposed to be the aunt. Green Day chick. That's Amy. That's supposed to be, well, she told me that's her aunt's screen name. Really? Yeah. Remember, none of this is supported by the transcripts which I have in front of me as I'm having my chat with Jerry. But I thought I was talking to Adriana. Cool, do you like older guys? I'm 35. Wow, I'm 13. Oh my God, laugh out loud. I'm sorry, I thought you were older. That was I'm sure you don't want a guy my age, laugh out loud. Right. Or cute, no, I don't know. That's when I first talked to the, the niece, and then I talked to the aunt after that. If you don't want to say it's okay, she said she, the lady I talked to said it was her aunt. His story's not holding up. And as I read to him specifics from the very incriminating transcripts, he tries to hang on, but it's just not making sense. If you don't want to say it's okay, but I know since you're only 13, are you experienced? Are you experienced with boys? I hope we become girlfriend. I hope we become boyfriend and girlfriend. But I know with how young you are, you can't go out with me. I, I don't. Yeah, know. we have to sneak. Yes. Well, that I don't bother know you. Know. Bother you? No. Cool. Yeah. You don't care. I'm thirteen. Do you care? I'm thirty-five. I don't know who she was talking to. Now. What's your screen name? Jerry Griffith. No, your screen name. Now, you need to, yeah. you need to think about your answer here because we've done a lot of yeah. research. So I know a lot of things you probably don't think I know. That's fine. So it might be a good idea I, to tell the truth. I just thought I was talking to her aunt. I give him another opportunity to come clean, to tell the real story, but he's going to fight his way to the end. And he does this, as I'll discuss in a few moments here, in the criminal justice system, too. He goes to the wall. Doesn't work out well, but he tries. She told me her name was Adrienne. What's your screen name? My screen name is Brian um, B. Jones. How about Mr. B. Jones, too? Right, that's it. That's it. Yeah. He seems to be a little confused about his screen name. I remind him. Now, that makes me think now, looking back, that maybe he had more than one screen name. But we never confirmed that. So your memory's a little better now? Well, no, that's, I mean, you just had me rattle, but... No, I, I, she has an aunt named Adriana. She's 22 years old. I see none of that in this transfer. So I, don't, I, I don't know how that's possible, but I talked to a girl named Adriana. Adriana, Adriana, Adriana. All of it BS. And I can tell as I'm talking to him in the kitchen in Riverside, California, that he's probably lying because he can't look me right in the eye. Every time he tries to explain his way out of this, which he's not going to do clearly, 
but he doesn't know it yet. He looks away from me, and I call him out on that. Maybe I got my screen names mixed up. I don't know. Maybe I thought I was talking to one person when I was really talking to another, and I, didn't, I mixed them up. I don't know. Why even take the chance then? Because I was, I was just one on a date. I thought maybe I could come over and meet her, and she'd be a nice girl, and she'd be, you know, she'd be single, and and we could date. But I didn't know it was it was this girl. You're having a hard time looking me in the eye. I'll look in the eye. Okay. I'll look in the eye and tell you that. You're telling me Adrienne. that you didn't know there was a 13 year old girl here. I thought it was Adrienne. You just looked away from me. Um, let me turn the chair. I'm sorry. I thought it was Adrienne. I don't what know. am I to believe? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I, well, I know it looks bad. I know it does. Finally, he admits that it looks bad. Looks bad. You came to see a 13-year-old girl with contraceptives, lubricant, an apple pie, whipped cream, and a Heineken. Oh, and some Rolaids. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. She told me, when, when I first talked, talked to her, she told me that she had to leave town. And, that, and one night, Adriana started talking to me and said that she was around. She was 22 years old. Yeah, but none of that's in the transcript here. She told me she was 22. Then why is it not reflected in the chat? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's about to find out something. Do you ever watch television? What's the law? Do you ever watch Dateline NBC? I'm Chris Hansen. Okay. With Dateline NBC. We're doing a story on computer practice. Don't show my face. Now... If you have anything else you'd like to say about this situation, if you'd like to hear it, if not, you're obviously free to go and take all your stuff. Don't show my face. Do you want to take your stuff? No, keep it. He hadn't seen the show. It was only our third investigation, but he sure didn't want to be on TV. He pulled up his shirt or his face and said, don't show me on TV. A little late for that. And he leaves, walks out the door, makes a right, hits the sidewalk, probably thinks he's going to get away with this, still sorting it all out. But then at the end of that sidewalk that runs along the side of the Stinghouse, he meets the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. He doesn't resist. And during his interrogation, he admits that what he was doing was shady at best. Talks about how he's going through a divorce and how he should be home trying to reconcile that situation. Take a listen. With your rights in mind, will you talk to me? I'll try. You on probation or parole? I've never never even had a ticket. I've never done anything. I mean, this is like the one time in my life I ever f***ed up and why should I come over here? I, I have a wife at home. You know, I should be at home trying to fix things between me and her. Jerry tells the detective he's never been in trouble before. So Jerry is taken into custody, charged with crimes related to soliciting a minor online, trying to sexually assault a minor. And just a, a week later, he's back in a chat room online again, 
perverted justice alerted the Riverside County Sheriff's Department to this. Now, he was locked up for a matter of time before he got out on bail. And now a month later, he's back in the chat room. So he's just fresh out of jail, the county jail. And he's back online. Perverted Justice contacts, as I mentioned, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department and suggests that the PJ contributor send a message and see if he responds. It would be further proof of being an online predator. But would anybody really be that stupid? I mean, we've seen it before. John Canelli got back online, set up a meeting the next day in Virginia. But in this case, Mr. B. Jones too, Jerry Griffith didn't take the bait, saying, quote, fuck you, leave me alone, you bunch of liars. That was it. Jerry decided to fight this case, hired a lawyer, went to trial, and it didn't go well. Now, he was arrested in 2006. The trial, by the time it worked its way through the court system, was in 2009. Presents his defense. The jury hears this, a jury of his peers. And the jury goes out to deliberate and is only out a little more than an hour. Now, you figure they had to pick a foreman that took a few minutes. And then they deliberated for just a little more than an hour, and they found Jerry Griffith guilty. Guilty. He got a year in the county jail. He had to submit his DNA. He had to go to treatment, sex offender treatment. And he had to register as a sex offender. He's considered a level one low-risk sex offender. You're in jail, three years probation. So he does his time. Ironically, had he just fessed up, he would have gotten a lot less time. I mean, some of these guys got, you know, a matter of months in the county jail if they pleaded guilty. But no, he had to take it all the way. And based on the evidence, he got exactly what he deserved. Now, Jerry worked in property management. And so when he got out, he went back to college, got a degree in property management to enhance his chances of getting a job. And in fact, now works in Southern California as a property manager and has stayed out of trouble. He's remarried. In fact, his current wife, we are told, was in the court during the trial. And I don't know what story that he told to make her okay with everything that happened, but he is not reoffended, as far as we can see. And he lives a normal life, likes motorcycle. And he's moved on. One of the 51 predators I caught in Riverside County, California. I tried to reach out to Jerry as I do with all the predators I've caught to see how their lives have been since the sting operation, to see how they've coped, how they've changed, if they're angry, what lessons they've learned, and what they say to other adults who go online and try to talk to children. Jerry did not return my call. As you know by now, I like to hear from you, and I encourage you to send me your questions 
in an audio file. Sometimes people just write their questions. Now, just going to be honest with you, many times I like to use the audio files because it breaks up the podcast as much as I love the sound of my own voice. I think it's good to actually hear from you guys. Sometimes I get a question that is either so heartfelt or so important or impacts me in a way that I have to read it. And this is the case. This is an email from Blake. Hello, Mr. Hansen. I know you get a lot of these emails and probably have little time to read them all, but I wanted to thank you for all the work you've done and continue to do to fight pedophiles. As a father of a young daughter and as a victim of a predator. So this man has a daughter and he himself was a victim. It happened almost 30 years ago and I've never been able to tell anyone until now. Your show and podcast has given me the courage to come to terms with what happened to me as a child and to seek help dealing with it. It's also given me a sense of justice seeing these people finally get caught. I heard a while back that the guy that preyed on me got caught in a similar sting in Georgia. His grooming was so textbook. It's amazing how similar these cases are. It's almost like there's a class to take on that. Predator 101. It happened to me in Scouts by a young adult leader. But I got that eagle anyways. Good for you, Blake. In spite of him. It did affect my early views on sexuality, though, and my ability to be intimate. There was a lot of confusion there for me. My parents are your typical Deep South parents, so it was always don't ask, don't tell for every awkward conversation. I know that some of these predators whine about it happening to them when they were young, but I never once had that urge. It's not an excuse. Anyways, you become a hero of mine, and I wanted to reach out to you and tell you that. Thank you, Mr. Hanson. You're truly a good person, Blake. (sighs) You know... You'd be amazed at how often somebody comes up to me in a store, in a restaurant, pub, and tells me a story very similar to that. And it's one of the reasons why we continue to do these investigations. This problem hasn't gone away. We've exposed it. We've infiltrated the crime. But now with more platforms in social media than ever before, the problem is bigger than ever before. We've changed the way we do these investigations. But the reason we continue to do that, my main reason for continuing to do that, is for people like Blake to give a voice to the victim, to create awareness, to enhance a dialogue, to protect children. And pardon me for getting a little bit emotional. But it's survivors like Blake. When they come forward and tell their story bravely. And tell me that they've gotten some empowerment from the predator investigations. That is what makes it all worthwhile. Blake goes on to say, P.S. Ever catch a female in your stings? No, Blake, we have never. And while I'm not a therapist, the therapists tell us that 
When it comes to female predators, you're more likely to see the teacher-student scenario. They don't like the anonymity. Blake also asks, what about a technically underage person showing up? Besides the guy who brought his kid. Well, if the person was young enough, say 16, 17, there may not be a crime. So we wouldn't engage or do a story on that. Even if we thought the person was 20 and they ended up being 16, 17, we wouldn't do it. Now, we have had a 19-year-old show up. And my argument would be there that that 19-year-old presented as much danger as a 39-year-old. But you have to put it into context. And I try to put every story, every case, every episode into context. Every guy is different. How they got there sometimes is different. But as you mentioned, Blake, make no mistake, there are similarities in each of these cases when it comes to the grooming. And yes, it does seem to me as well, Blake, that there is some class someplace, a master class in grooming, because I see a template and a lot of these guys follow it. Final question from Blake. Ever get stuck with a pet that a predator brought? I don't recall a predator ever bringing a pet. There's talk of involving animals, but I don't think anybody's ever brought a pet. If you're looking to find me, you can do so on Twitter at Chris Hansen, at official Chris Hansen on Instagram, and now TikTok at Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. And I'm going to start putting the questions we don't get to here on the podcast, I think, on TikTok as well. So we make sure that we get to as many as we can. So keep an eye out for that. TikTok is at Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. A lot of imposters, so make sure you go to the right one. In the meantime, you can also find me on Cameo and True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, my new crime streaming network, where the new Predator investigations will be seen, premieres in late November, T-R-U-B-L-U. Very soon we'll have a place where you can monitor all the different stories we're working on, and it's more than just the Predator investigations, although that's important. We have a lot of big documentaries coming, enterprising documentaries. Watch TrueBlue.com. As always, I'll be watching and listening. And you can also reach me at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com.